Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. I, I thought we were going to have David Crenshaw in from the United Way. Uh, Emily shunned us last time and sent David in on his own, and uh, David pulled the switcheroo this morning on me. And uh, so we got Emily McVeigh in here. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Uh, how are things at the United Way? I mean, you guys have a small office, but you've been so busy. It's sort of been full steam ahead since March. Yeah, we just continue to whatever COVID throws to our community, we try to be helpful and respond to it. Um, like this morning, I was up bright and early at the fairgrounds at 6.30 a.m. delivering coffee and helping with the vaccination sites. Um, that's part of the COAD, the Community Organizations Active in Disaster. Mm-hmm. The United Way is um, definitely a big part of that group. And so we've been working on, you know, we got a call last week and said, we need volunteers and we need people to help feed and provide uh, fuel to the volunteers that are coming out. So we, we stepped up this week. Salvation Army took it on last week. And then we're looking for you know, other organizations around town to take that on for the weeks to come because this vaccination process is going to keep going for, sounds like quite a a long time, several weeks forward. Um, So, you know, that was, you know, they give us a call, we step up and we, we try to help out. And we've done that in a variety of ways over the last, you know, nine, 10 months. And we just will keep doing that and see how we can be helpful and keep moving forward. Yeah. And that that's good news is, you know, that they're running those clinics out there. It sounds like they're going to be getting done with, I guess it's phase 1A. That's basically the front line. It's the healthcare folks. Uh, they're going to be done this week. But then we're moving on to the, that next round yeah, of and the, people. The phases have changed over the last couple of weeks, and it sounds like they will continue to change. So we're definitely playing it by ear and just being as helpful as we can as we get the word of the changes right. as they come. <laughs> yeah. Emily McVeigh from the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area, our guest this morning. And uh, I, I just kind of wonder if there was a bit of a sigh of relief in your office when that calendar flipped, right? Like it's 21 now. I don't know if the issues are necessarily any different, but I guess it just feels different, at least short term. It feels like we made it. I think it feels like there's hope because the vaccines yeah. are out and they're moving and and people who have had COVID have made it out and they're healthy. And so we're feeling a little bit of relief in that. And we, I think we've developed some really good systems for things that were issues early on with COVID, like the housing, some of the housing pieces and recruiting volunteers has become easier. So we've definitely come up with some ways to make our lives a little bit simpler as we go forward. We definitely have some plans for um you know, building up some new sheltering options and things like that that we've created over the last several months that we've realized were gaps in our community. So we've definitely come up with ways that help us feel better. Like we're moving things forward and there's some hope out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you, you know, it does give you a chance to look back at 2020. Certainly didn't look how we thought it was going to look. But I mean, you have to feel pretty good about what you and the the United Way were able to accomplish in the community last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely was not what we planned. We had some right. big plans and then everything got changed, um, which is fine. We we can roll with it. Um, we do a pretty good job of just kind of setting our own priorities aside and making sure that we meet the community's needs. That's what the United Way is here for. And, you know, we won't take full credit because we have a huge partner group. We have 35 official partners and then we have lots of unofficial partners mm-hmm. that we work with and 
man, everybody stepped up and we work so well together as a community of nonprofits and government agencies and, you know, religious groups. Um, there's so many people that just come to the table and say, what do you need? How can we help? And, you know, that's what I saw yesterday. I wasn't sure what kind of response I would get when I said, Hey, we need nonprofits to step up, volunteer at the vaccination sites, bring coffee and granola bars and everybody raised their hand. There was nobody at that group that said, no, I don't think we can do that. Everybody said, when do you want me there? So, I mean, it's always like that. Whenever you say, Helena, we need you, they all raise their hand. Yeah, Helena, as a community steps up and all the nonprofits in the the area, and I know it has to feel good for you that you sort of build – your organization to be nimble, right? And to mm-hmm. be able to, but, but you don't really know what it's going to look like until all of a sudden it happens. And now you have to do it. You guys pulled it off. And I mean, you just, you have to be proud. And I, I'm very happy um, that you were able to do what you did. And, uh, and, and thank you for what you continue to do in the community. Like you said, it's not done yet. You know, we're, we're in a new year, we're in a new month, um, but it's not done yet. And, and, and we have some specifics, of course, we're going to get into this morning with, uh, with Emily, but just in general, have you as an organization kind of sat down and said, okay, 2021, you know, again, we don't necessarily know what is going to happen. We think we see where we're headed. I mean, do, do you have goals? Do you have plans for 21 or is that very much with an asterisk next to it? as well uh we actually we just completed a process with a team out of atlanta georgia it was a pro bono sort of pre-strategic planning process that they helped okay. us walk through so we just did a survey with our partner agencies um and got some feedback from them about what they want to see from united way and so we're going to step into a bigger strategic planning process and that's where we'll figure out like once COVID is over and we can get back to some of the more long-term strategic planning things what is it that helena needs from us and what is it our partners need from us and you know it's always helping with funding but it's also helping with training and collaboration and they they came up with some really good ideas um, some programs that we hadn't thought of things that um, many of our partners need like helping train with independent living skills Um, a variety of groups of people young old people with disabilities, people that are low income moving back into the workforce. Several of our partners said we need help with some training projects. And so that that's a project that excites me. Yeah, um, That's where I come from, from Florence, Crittenden and Montana Youth Homes. I always did independent living training programs with my kids that I was helping through those programs. And so that's something I'm really excited to get behind. It doesn't mean that United Way is going to run a program like that. It means we're going to help support a program like that. So definitely some really interesting stuff looking forward to the future. Very cool. How that happens, how that rolls yeah. out, we'll, we'll determine that here in the months to come. Yeah. So, yeah. Emily McVeigh is with us. She's with the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area, and we've got a little bit of time before we have to go to a break with her. And, and, and one thing we wanted to talk about today is the point-in-time survey. We're talking about what's coming ahead this, in the year. That's coming ahead in the month, that's coming up at the end of January, right? Yes, um, it's scheduled for January 28th, and some of the communities do it on a different day, but we try to do it on the same night in the, you know throughout the state or throughout the country, um, so we get a a snapshot of what homelessness looks like in the winter time. So we do see obviously an uptick of people using shelters and things like that in the colder months. So we do, we send out packets to all of the communal living uh, sites around the community. We cover the tri-county area for the point in time. So we go up to Augusta, we cover out in Townsend, down to Boulder, anywhere in between. And we try to get 
we're going to be looking for volunteers to help us with those things. And so we try to get not only, you know, people to take packets to the facilities. So we'll, we'll cover all the group homes and the God's love and, um, different churches that help out with housing, those kinds of things. But the night of that event, we look for a pool of volunteers to go out and actually help us um, interview. This year, it's going to look different with COVID. Yeah. So the interviews will will be more observational and shorter questions. And so usually okay. we go through a pretty long questionnaire and ask people about their situation so we can get a lot of data about who in our community is homeless, how long they've been homeless, what kind of support services they would need um, to prevent them from continuing being homeless. Lots of questions, but this year it will be short or it will just be observations. That will keep our volunteers and our homeless population safer with the COVID situation. So yeah. it'll be a, a different year, obviously, um, and you know how that looks. And I, I do think it will affect our counts. And so you know we'll, we'll do what we can do to make sure that it, that stays as as positive as it can, because that does mean uh, funding coming down from the federal level. Yeah, this is not just a, you know, hey, we're kind of curious. You know, this this isn't, a, you know, a curiosity survey. That This is an important thing. It is really important because it means that we, we send our numbers into the state continuum of care group through the Housing and Urban Development Department. They send that up to the federal level, and then that's how they determine what kind of funding comes back to the state of Montana and then back to our counties. So it is important that that count be accurate and that we want it to you know reflect the true number of homeless people. Not that we want that number to be high. We would love for that number to be zero, but because it's not zero, we do want to get you know, try to get as much funding as we can into the community so we can put services in place to get people housed and keep them housed. Yeah. So in practice, as you mentioned, uh, you know, going to look a little different uh, this year. Who who can help you with that and and how can they help? Like, what does that look like? Uh, we, in years past, and of course, we're still building what this is going to look like this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeff Boucher at our office will be the contact point for point in time survey this year. People can call the office if they want to volunteer um, or they can go to the website and get our contact information there. But, you know, they can just let Jeff know they're interested in volunteering and he can walk them through. There is a short online training that people will go through um, through the point in time system. And then we'll we'll work out ways to make sure people are comfortable going out and either observing or doing short surveys with people or interacting with the sites that we're getting packets to, to help them get the surveys completed. Okay. And that's coming up on January. It's 28th. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So uh, there is a deadline here. So if you, if you want to help, uh, you know, I, I, we talk about on the show all the time, Helena likes to do things last minute. <laughs> so uh, you, you may be getting some folks, uh, you know, 26th, 27th. But let, let's try and let's help Emily out and then let's get some uh, some names in the hat a little bit sooner than that. Uh, we are chatting with Emily McVeigh. She's with United Way of the Lewis and Clark area. And we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to chat more on Coffee Break. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. 
In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back. This is Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Emily McVeigh from the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area in our studio. And it's something that we've talked about the last few years, uh, right about this time, Emily, is the uh, the free tax help that is available. And that kind of got uh, a little bit wonky last year, you know, during the... Really, I guess it just barely got started. Yep. And got then shut uh, down pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess... So first, what is available this year? Uh, and what is that going to look like? Or is that something we're still trying to figure out as well? Um, we are in a little bit of a planning phase still. We do have AARP has decided not to run any of their sites, which is really unfortunate because that was what covered our senior citizens mm. um, in their free tax help. But it was there's just no safe way to do it. Um, and so unfortunately, those sites are all off the table for this year. Rural Dynamics Incorporated out of Great Falls is running one site through Good Samaritan Ministries um, so that it's going to be super limited. The appointments are going to be, you know, really quickly taken up. So we're trying to figure out alternative ways to help people get their taxes done. It will almost primarily be online options and there's lots of online options. Um, we refer people to myfreetaxes.com. It's a program run through United Way Worldwide. Um, it's run through H&R Block, so it's totally, you know, professional assistance. Right. But people do have to have internet and computers and the know-how of getting all that stuff put into the system. Um, so, you know, we're, we're still working on some ways if we can get people to help through, you know, helping people get those things done online. We are still, if there were more sites and more volunteers, we would absolutely open those up. Um, but we're we're getting to the deadline of finding those options. Right, yeah. You know, so if anybody listening has a magic answer, a place to there do it, or <laughs> volunteers that want to get trained up to help people, you know, there, there are some alternatives, like people could drop off paperwork, but all of it takes volunteers. It takes a lot of volunteers to make this happen, and we just haven't had that, um, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to get those volunteers on and trained up yet. But definitely if people are interested... We, we will try to make that happen for people. Um, but definitely all the online options, the Department of Revenue, who's on our free tax team, they have a whole website of different um, filing options. It's at the mtrevenue.gov under the tax um, uh, page. And they've got all kinds of different ways that people can file online. Most of them are free. There's there are some income guidelines and it depends on which site you're using. So right. you want to pay attention to all those details. But, you know, there's so, lots of options for free online filing. Again, it's those uh, the calls I got last year of people that were really desperate to try to find help were were senior citizens that don't have Internet or don't have right. computers. Yeah. It's not something that's in their daily life like it is for, you know, the 20 year olds out there. So a lot of times I was saying, do you have a grandchild? Do you have a neighbor kid that can help you out? So definitely looking for those, you know, really 
technology focused younger folks. Um, even I half the time have to hand my phone to my children <laughs> right. who are in their twenties and say, this. how do you yeah. do this? <laughs> make yeah. this, make this bigger, do this thing. You know, um, it's not something we grew up with in our hands and they did. So often looking for those younger, really technology focused people out there that can help some of our senior citizens do their filings online and, you know, well, that's up on our Volunteer Helena site looking for volunteers. So if people are interested, they can find ways to help us out there. If people have any ideas for us, we're definitely yeah, open any to space that people, yeah. Uh, we, we've reached out to um, other free tax help clinics and United Ways around the country, and everybody's struggling for ideas. So, you know, we're still looking for that kind of magic bullet answer for yeah. how to be helpful this year as far as free taxes go. Yeah, so if you can volunteer, definitely uh, get a hold of the folks out at uh, United Way. Or you know what, even if you're not, you know, one that wants to, to volunteer, you know, sort of on a grand scale in your community, right? Or, you know, in your personal little bubble, there's probably one of those people, like you mentioned, that, that could use help if you just sort of sit and think of who might need some help. If, if they had to do their taxes online, just just ask. Say, right. hey, hey, could you use I, – I, I had to ask my daughter the other day. She needed something at the store. I said, I don't know what to get. And she said, well, FaceTime me when you get there. I said, I don't know how to do that. So she had to – okay, now go to this. Go to oh, – now I know how to do it because right. my 15 year old showed me, but, and I'm fairly good with technology and I, I didn't know how to do that. So there's a lot of people out there that could use some help, even in your own little personal bubble. Uh, that'd be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like just reach out and most of their taxes are not difficult. They don't have, you know, all the specialty things that you need to file. They're pretty much going off of one W nine or mm -hmm. one yeah. 1099 or whatever the, you know, they don't have a lot of things that they have to figure out details for. So it, it's not like we need people that have a lot of accounting or tax backgrounds. It's pretty simple yeah, these stuff are the once you get into it. And it, the program walks you right through it. So, yeah. yeah. Emily McVeigh from the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area, our guest on Coffee Break this morning. And uh, if people want to get a hold of uh, you, we've mentioned a couple things that uh, you're looking for volunteers for. Is the easiest thing just to look you up on Facebook? I mean, is that... Seems to be where everybody's at now. Can they just get a hold of you there? Is that the fastest, or how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can message us on Facebook. We have United Way LCA Facebook. We also have an Instagram. Our, it's the same address for our website, and you can get our contact information there, um, unitedwaylca.org, or volunteerhelena.org is where you find all of our volunteer opportunities, not just for us, but all the other nonprofits around the community, um, or call us 442-4360. Okay. Yeah. And that website, uh, that's a fantastic website because there are people out there that, you know, they, they get a free weekend or something and think, I, I'd like to do something. But there's so many opportunities. Sometimes we don't know where to go or who needs help. That's a fantastic. I, I love the, the calendar aspect on there of this is the day I'm available. And, and there's a calendar of what's happening that day you can help out with. That's really neat. Yeah. And it, you can even just go on there, even if a nonprofit doesn't have an opportunity right now you can actually just scroll through all the nonprofits that are sometimes use it mm -hmm. um, and say oh I'd really like to volunteer there and just give them a call and see what they have available right now because nonprofits are busy and sometimes they're ran by boards or a quarter-time executive director and they don't have a lot of time to keep volunteer Helena updated but their information's always there so you can always reach out and say hey do you need me for something yeah yeah, it's a neat thing. And that's volunteerhelena, is it .org? Yes. Is that right? Okay. It just comes up on my 
machine now, <laughs> right? so I don't have to VOL and it pops yep. up, so I don't have to think about it. Uh, Emily McVeigh from the United Way is with us, and something else we wanted to talk about we haven't really talked about before with you is uh, hometown Helena. Yeah. What for folks that don't know what what's that all about? So hometown Helena has been going for years and years. Um, I I've done it off and on in my nonprofit career. Just participated mm-hmm. by attending hometown Helena. And in normal years, that means you go to the Montana Club at 7 a.m. on a Thursday morning. Yeah, you get breakfast. And you get, well, you get coffee. but <laughs> That's um, breakfast here. At the radio <laughs> station, that's breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the people that attend it come from all different areas of Helena. And it's people that are retired and people that are still in the business world or the nonprofit world. Uh, people that work for different government agencies, some politicians. And you get to meet all kinds of people, which is, I think, one of the best benefits is just networking. Yeah. Um, and then there's always a, a free-for-all kind of time where we get to all announce what's going on with our programs, if you have something, or um, you know, talk about different events that are going on in the community. You just learn so much from that time. And then there's always a speaker, somebody that comes in and talks about um, what you know their program or some new thing that's happening. Um, We've, of course, turned it into a virtual program over COVID, and we're meeting on the second and fourth Thursdays of the month by Zoom. And Anderson Zermelian Technologies has helped us coordinate all of that, so they do all of our Zoom links and making sure that we're online and doing all that stuff correctly. And we have lots of things. We've planned out the first quarter. There's a team of people that stepped up when it turned virtual, um, the people that had run it before had run it for years and years and years, and they did such a great job, and they were like, okay, now it's time Someone for somebody else, else to take yeah. over. So there's a team of people that um, kind of just ended up coming together, and we've planned out the first quarter. So we've got things like the superintendents of the national parks. They've come before, and they talk about like what tourism means for the state and how – what it means for Helena and how we can be helpful. We've got the CEO of St. Pete's coming up. We've got Leadership Montana coming up. Um, you know, just and Youth Challenge is coming to talk about their programs in the spring. There's always something to learn about. We've got some open spots if you know people are interested in coming and presenting about their programs. You know, we can we've we've done a good job of getting in lots of people on the Zoom meetings so we can get lots of different stories told throughout that mm-hmm. one hour meeting and and uh you know people can just sit on in their home in their pajamas yeah. if they want <laughs> and this is for this is for anybody you don't have to be involved with a nonprofit. you don't have to be the ceo of an organization nope. this is for anybody listening can can jump on that call absolutely anybody can attend um we've got a website up and running and i pulled it up yesterday and i don't have it in front of me right now <laughs> of course um but yeah people can go on the with a website and learn all about what Hometown Helena does, okay. what the upcoming meetings are, who's speaking, and get the Zoom links and attend those anytime. And yeah. hopefully, you know, we'll be back to in-person meetings sometime later this year. And that's the plan is to go back to the Montana Club and and get back to normal and start those up every week again. But for now, second and fourth Thursdays. Yeah, on Zoom, so you can do it in your pajamas now, which is nice. And even once we get back to normal, we're still going to keep the Zoom option for people who have kids at home because it is a hard time for parents to attend it when they have to get their kids to school. 
So we'll keep that zoom option going forward. Yeah, I, I I'd even be okay with you going. I mean, that, that means it means you cheating on Montana's morning news with Kurt and I, <laughs> because it starts at seven a.m. But uh, as long as you come back around, you listen to us from six to seven. You can go there. You, the, there's still options. You can share. We're we're willing to share. So the second and fourth Thursdays of the month, uh, right now on Zoom, and like you said, hopefully. That changes soon, and and that'll be a nice time to be able to hang out with people and actually meet other people in the community and and learn about because there are, there are so many nonprofits and organizations and different businesses. There's no way you can know them all, and so this is a good way to get you know maybe an idea of stuff you didn't know about in Helena. Absolutely, I I learn something new every week, and it's just a great way to just yeah really know what's going on in different parts of the community that you're not necessarily involved in it's yeah the business world the building world uh, downtown helena is always represented there so we get updates from them and uh, all kinds of things yeah it's a great opportunity we've got about uh two minutes left i don't want to run out of time to talk about uh volunteers you mentioned it uh, at the front end uh we're needing some volunteers to help out with those vaccine clinics um, the, I, I don't think we're needing people to put shots in arms. No, we need traffic control. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I got there just before 630 this morning, there were already people out there in bright yellow vests with, you know, their light sticks because the, the line of cars was growing by the minute. By the time I, I had to run back and get sugar for the coffee that the line had filled up the fairgrounds. And so it's traffic control mm-hmm. that is needed. Um, people to help out early, early in the morning right now, um, you know, making sure that the lines get formed correctly. So they, they are moving cars in and out of that building quickly. And so when they, they're lining up, that's taking traffic control. Then they come out, they have to sit for 15 minutes, make sure they respond well, okay, you know, to the no vaccination. Yeah. And then, and then they, release them to leave so both sides of the building are taking traffic control it's lining up and then helping monitor them and then releasing them at the appropriate time so it's taking quite a chunk of people to make all of that work Um, so they're definitely looking for volunteers to make that happen for the weeks to come because that vaccination site isn't going away anytime soon Um, they're you know hopefully going to be running for weeks and weeks to make sure everybody in the community gets covered Uh, so that's that opportunity is on volunteer helena um, it's through the Lewis and Clark Disaster and Emergency Services Program. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that is something that uh, anybody can go out there and, and help w- out with that. And I'm assuming you can even say, you know what, I've got an hour. I can, you know, help for this time block. Th- they're going to say, okay. Sure. Yep. Yeah. They will find you something to do. Right now, the Boy Scouts and the Civil Air Patrol um, have stepped up and been really helpful. But of course, they're going to have to go back to school. So right. yeah. <laughs> we're going to yeah. lose some of those kids and we're going to need other people to step up. Yeah. Emily McVeigh from the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area with us this morning on Coffee Break. And she mentioned the Boy Scouts. They've got a cool thing going on. We didn't get a chance to talk about it with Emily because we're all out of time. But you know what? I've got a couple of Boy Scouts coming in here in a couple of days. And we're going to talk about it with them. So lots going on in the community. Emily, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks so much. Good morning. That's all the time we have. We'll catch you back here around the same time tomorrow. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.